When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into NFL Live. We've got a full lineup today. Bill Belichick has been kind of coy in the Patriots' offensive coordinator situation. Mike Mac Jones give us some info. We'll hear from him in just a couple of minutes. Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald also speaking today as their quarterback competition continues. And, of course, Kenny Pickett gaining ground. Could he be gaining ground in the Pittsburgh Steelers competition? We'll tell you that in just a minute. We have the latest. Say hello and welcome into NFL Live. I'm Field. The eighth left to right, you see Keyshawn Johnson, Sam Macho, and, of course, Adam Schefter and Shefty. As always, we start with the top stories, and we begin with the Pittsburgh season with Deshaun Watson and the latest in his situation. Well, Field, we continue to await to see whether the two sides, the NFL, the NFLPA, Deshaun Watson, can figure out a settlement in the discussions before the arbitrator, Peter Harvey, hands down a decision about how long Deshaun Watson will be suspended. Now, we know that right now he's facing a six-game suspension. Inevitably, that's going to grow. The question is whether the league and Deshaun Watson can figure out a settlement before Harvey rules. If they do, I would figure it to include a fine of millions of dollars, and I think the league would like for him to essentially address the issues he's had in the past. And I think the league is looking for a longer suspension, clearly, than just six games. As for the Chargers, they landed their Pro Bowl safety today, Derwin James, on a big new deal. Four years, $76.4 million, about $42 million in guaranteed money, making him the new highest paid safety in the National Football League. And when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, you could afford to pay Joey Bosa and J.C. Johnson and Khalil Mack and Derwin James and all these defensive players, all these big contracts, because you don't have to pay the quarterback right now. But Justin Herbert's payday is coming, Field. It's going to come soon. And in the interim, the Chargers are spending that money on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, Shefty, when he's extension eligible next year, that contract he eventually signs will make all these deals seem like peanuts because Justin Herbert, of course, plays quarterback. Let's dive deeper into that Derwin James extension, though, because he's much more than just a safety. Since entering the NFL in 2018, James has played more snaps in the box as a linebacker than he has at safety. Last season, he was one of two players in the NFL to lag, log 400 snaps at safety, 150 snaps at slot cornerback, and 150 snaps at outside linebacker, the only other Steelers safety, Terrell Edmonds. All right, Key, we'll start with you. What did you think when you saw this deal early this morning from Shefty? Wow. Like, they, they got it done. And I think that's a great sign for the, the Los Angeles Chargers that they want to keep their core group intact. It certainly seems like Derwin James has passed his injury history early in his career. But anytime you give a guy four years, 70-plus million dollars to play a position that traditionally in the National Football League has been one of the lower positions. But when you talk about what you just showed, all the different spots that he lines up in is tremendous because he can play everywhere it allows them to do what they need to do on the defensive side of the ball. Hats off to him for getting paid the way he deserves. Yeah, and more than that, Key, I would say this is a testament 
to not only Brandon Stanley, what he's building, but the, the kind of football player that Derwin James is. The, the, stats, the stats say a little bit of it, but the film, I think, tells more. He's so much more than just a safety. 117 tackles, tied for third among all DBs. He can rush the quarterback, right? Like, look at some of his pass rush moves. He's getting the ball out when he's getting after the quarterback. Interceptions in the line of scrimmage. Watch him trigger right there. It's third and one against the Patriots, right? Like, you trigger right here, covering Darren Waller. He knows what's happening before it's happening. He's in phase. He makes the play. That was a pick against Derek Carr. And so Derwin James can do it all. And yes, he's had some injuries in the past. He's doing this hold in right now. He's not injured. He'll be back probably tomorrow whenever he finishes signing that deal. But this is a perfect situation for Derwin James, even better situation for the future of the L.A. Chargers. Shafty? Yeah, I feel that's interesting because we've seen some players hold in this summer. And almost every player that is held in eventually has been rewarded. Debo Samuel held in, new contract. D.K. Metcalf? Held in, new contract. Deontay Johnson, held in, new contract. Derwin James, held in, new contract. And so there have been a number of players who have deployed this new strategy this summer, essentially conforming to the rules of the collective bargaining agreement. And every single one of these players that is held in eventually has got a new deal. And I think the door has been opened in the future to this type of behavior where next summer, when there are more players seeking more new contract extensions, we'll see more new hold-ins because they're going to look back to Derwin James and the other deals that got done this summer as a way of getting things done. Well, Shefty, one more notable hold-in right now is, of course, Roquan Smith of the Chicago Bears. Key, you know a thing or two about contract negotiations during your playing career. Uh, but let's dive deeper into what this means on the field for the Chargers with Derwin James back in the fold for at least the next five seasons. Are they the most difficult team to pass against right now in the NFL? I, I think that could be the case. I, but, but you also got to think, okay, so when you talk about uh, Jackson coming over from the New England Patriots and you got Samuel, you got edge rushers and Khalil Mack and Bosa, uh, Joseph Day coming over from the Rams in the middle plugging, uh, Megan Fox, I mean, Margaret, Margaret. Megan Fox Margaret playing the Fox. NFL now? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not not uh, Megan Fox. Margaret Fox securing some of that defensive, uh, some of that defensive line. So when you say that, okay, you got to look at the the receivers within the division. There's slot guys. There's outside guys. So you need at least three to four cover down guys in the secondary. And Derwin James certainly stays on the football field as a safety. You don't have to take him out. I know, right, Sam? You don't have to take him out on you don't have to take him out on third downs. You can leave him in. The bigger question for me is who's gonna play the dime and the nickel spot for them at the DB. When they go dime and nickel, who's that guy gonna be when you see Renfro with the Raiders or they slide Adams inside or when you look at what is going on at the Denver Broncos or even the Kansas City Chiefs within the division. You've got to have, like I said, three to four DBs that's solid, not linebackers, yeah. not safeties on dime and nickel. And if they do that, then they're going to be hard to go up against in the secondary as well as on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, not Megan Fox for the hey, thousandth hey. time, Morgan hey, Fox. You know what? Hey, I knew the Chargers defense looked good. I didn't know it looked that good. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Right there. Hey, hey. I was going to say, if you're looking for more DBs, I heard Machine Gun Kelly is available between tour dates. Uh, so we have all these players signed up right now. All these guys have received the big old bag from the Los Angeles Chargers. 
Next year is the year in which Justin Herbert's eligible for a deal, and that could change things cap-wise and the ability to retain players going forward. Does that mean that this team is under pressure to win right away? Um, no, they're not under pressure to win right away. Part of the reason is, is because Justin Herbert's 24 years old, right? Yeah. Like He's still one of the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL. He's 24. Even their head coach, Brandon Staley, is only 39 going into his second year. And so there's still some time for this team to understand how to win. I think that's what Brandon Staley is trying to bring in. Let's learn how to win. I get it. We split our games against the Chiefs last year, lost in overtime. I get it. We had that game at the end of the season that we could have won, but we lost uh, to the Raiders. Let's find ways to win. Derwin James does that. All the people you talked about, J.C. Jackson, we didn't mention Kyle Vinoy, who, who won Super Bowls with the Patriots. He's on that team as well, sharing up the middle, knows how to win. And so I don't think you can say they have to win right now. But I think they're building this window over the next four, four to six or so years, a young superstar quarterback, young players on the outside, and I think they'll be able to have a very big championship window. You know, you know what, Sam? They have to win right now. Mm. And they have to win because of Brandon Staley. There's a guy that's hovering out there in the universe named Sean Payton. Okay, that's a job that can become available. And the only reason why I say no. this is because, and I won't give, and I won't give the name away, but Somebody, you know, I live in L.A., and somebody who is high up in the Chargers office says to me, we've got to win. We spend a lot of money on players. We're here to compete. We don't have time to waste some of these guys' years. we got to win right now, period. They spent a lot of money. I'm just telling you, be careful when you say that they don't have to win. They're not spending the type of money on the defensive side of the ball three years from now. No way. Was, I, it I, Megan I Fox, just, was it Megan Fox? Was it Megan Key who said it? <laughs> so now, so now I see that this is getting ready to be a running joke for I don't know how long. But <laughs> look, I mean, you can see why I would I'm think Megan saying, Fox. You said they needed a dime. They need a dime. Megan Fox. People say she's a ten out of ten. She's a dime. I mean, trade for Megan Fox. She can play the dime key. I'm just saying. All right, well, man, stop. I, I'm not exactly you know sure. What? Go ahead, Jackie. Final word. <laughs> He tried to diffuse it by basically taking the pressure off Mike McCarthy in Dallas and putting Sean Payton in play in no. Los Angeles with the Chargers. Yep. No. Yep, that's what he's doing right here. I see. No. Look, okay, you cover the league more than me in the inside <laughs> stuff, Adam, but you can't tell me from the Dolphins to the Cowboys to the Chargers which job would be more apt to do if for Sean Payton with that quarterback situation. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. I'm just – I could be but wrong, it's not, but hey, you know. key, key, key. You know what? The, the, the you, truth is, any wrong. coach, any, any coach that loses, any coach that loses, is going to have that fan base questioning him and wondering if it would be an upgrade to go to Sean Payton. Uh, That's just the state of the National Football League this season, absolutely. and the shadow that Sean Payton casts over any coach whose job is on shaky ground. Well, apparently we can live on this story for the entirety of the show. We're going to move forward because you may have heard a lot of talk in New England about the Patriots' offensive coordinator job and specifically who will serve in that role. We've seen both Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling plays so far in the preseason. They're also part of joint practices with the Carolina Panthers yesterday and today. Here's starting quarterback Mac Jones when he was asked about the OC gig. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, I know Matt's called a lot of plays in the NFL, so he has really good experience. Um, you know, Coach Judge has good experience, and obviously Coach Belichick does too. So whoever's calling it, it's our job to execute, and you can tell that it's not just a one-headed monster. It's a lot of different guys 
you know, coming together, hey, what did you see on this? And we're, there's a lot more conversation, which is really a good thing because, you know, sometimes you don't want to just come down from one person. It's good to get everyone's input and make sure that we're all on the same page. All right, so Sam, uh, Mac Jones says he likes the committee approach to the offense. How do you feel about this approach by the Patriots as it concerns Mac Jones? Uh, I, I don't like it. I'm a little bit concerned about it as, as it pertains to Mac Jones' growth. I think, uh, look at Josh McDaniels. He started calling plays in 2006. He has 15 years of play calling experience. Between Matt Patricia and Joe Just combined, maybe they have 15 months uh, since they started in New England. And so for me, I want to see the continued development of Mac Jones under a consistent voice, similar to what Tom Brady had, right? So I'm, we're not going to see that. Will Matt Patricia be able to be a great play caller in the NFL? Maybe, but it takes time. It takes years. It takes experience. It takes seeing all these things from a play caller's perspective, and I don't think that time is in Mac Jones' favor. I think they'll be okay, me personally. I, the only thing that I worry about is the quarterback coach and Joe Judge. The simple things like understanding how to coach the quarterback position. When you talk about Matt Patricia, first of all, defensive-minded coaches have to understand the way the offenses think. And if you take that approach to, from a defensive standpoint to the offensive side of the football, you can think like an offensive coordinator. The things that you need to do, methodically moving the ball down the field, understanding when your quarterback is under duress, changing the plays at certain times, getting him into more friendly things and not putting him in harm's way. The interesting thing, though, is Joe Judge understands how to coach a quarterback. Instead of understanding, when he understands that you got to get back from the center on a three-step drop, it can't be a two-step drop. It can't all of a sudden be a five-step drop. It throws off the three-step timing, the hitch in your throw. All of those sort of things is the only thing that I worry about because coaching by committee, if you can coach, you can coach. I've been around Bill Belichick. I've been around Bill Parcells. I've been around Coach Tony Dungy. They've all coached different positions. I've been around a guy like Todd Haley who never, ever played college or, or pro football but became one of the top offensive coordinators in the National Football League and coached a number of receivers as an all pro as all pros and he never played before so i don't subscribe to the notion that because you haven't done it before you can't do it well it wouldn't be a day in training camp if we didn't talk about the patriots offensive coordinator <laughs> situation and who was calling plays and today it seemed like matt patricia was on the headset it seemed like he was calling plays into mac jones and if indeed mac jones does play in the patriots second preseason game against the Panthers. It'll be interesting to see if, once again, as we would think, Matt Patricia is the one that's signaling calls into Mac Jones. Right now, it looks like Matt Patricia's taking the lead in the play-calling responsibilities, but it's crazy not to think that Bill Belichick might not be involved and have a say. I'd like to think that Bill Belichick knows a thing or two about football, too. More to come on this subject tomorrow and the next day, and then again on Monday here on NFL Live. As we are just getting started here on NFL Live, you might recall that last year the Bengals shocked the world when they make it to last, when made it to last year's Super Bowl. And with Joe Burrow back on the field, are the Bengals poised for another deep run? I'll tell you that. Plus, TJ and JJ Watt have undoubtedly dominated the league. But who's the better Watt? You don't want to miss TJ's pick coming up next. NFL Live is brought to you by Pizza Hut. No one out-pizzas the hut.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Bengals are going to go for it here on fourth and five. You know, I've kind of always been a confident player. More so now than I ever have been before. I've proven to myself I can play at this level. Can you get a throw away? At quarterback, confidence might be the most important trait that you have. Joe Cool recently missed a good chunk of early training camp due to a ruptured appendix, but he has returned to the field and is back working during team drills. Here is the Bengals QB1 on his return. I think it'll be okay. I think you know we have a good plan as far as you know nutrition and weight room and rehab and all that good stuff. So I'm feeling really good right now and I'm just gonna keep feeling better. Getting my, my abs and my core re-engaged. Because you know when, when they cut into you and do all that stuff. You know, your, your core is going to lose some muscle and, and some strength just getting that back. I just didn't really know what to expect, and so I was just kind of going along with it. And you know, now that I'm feeling the way I am now, I'm getting exponentially better each day. Each day that I'm in the weight room, each day that I'm on the field, I'm feeling stronger and stronger. So I think, you know, by game one, I'll be feeling great. Kate, we'll start with you. What do you expect from Joe Burrow this season? Well, I expect him to continue to do what he's always done, whether it was in college or whether it was his rookie year when he was playing pretty good prior to his injury or whether it was even last year. But I think, you know, it's it's I understand the, the love fest with Joe Burrow in terms of where he was and where he is now taking a team to a Super Bowl in his second year. But what I would say, they were 10 and 7. They could have very easily been 7 and 10 for some of the things that went their way hmm. from a luck standpoint. You think about the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens was the number one team in the NFL in terms of the, the AFC conference. And then all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson gets hurt. It, things kind of fall apart. I'm not one to all of a sudden think that Joe Burrow is going to wind back up in the Super Bowl in year three again. I mean, you got to think about some things that he needs to continue to do as far as maturity with his body. His body's got to get stronger. He mentioned that. He's got to stay in that weight room because he is not an overly big quarterback. He's been injured a couple times in the last couple seasons, the ACL, and then again last year he was nicked up. So you got to be careful where you put him. He's not Tom Brady yet, and I know a lot of people out there think that that's the case. Not so fast. 
Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but even though he's not Tom Brady, he's got the confidence uh, like a Tom Brady. You saw what happened in Week 17 against the Kansas City Chiefs when he was down at halftime by two scores and went on and won that game through for like 400 yards. That's when Jamar Chase went crazy at over 200 yards. You saw in the playoff game, down 21-3, to AFC Championship game, down in that game. Like, anytime you play for a quarterback like Joe Burrow, you put him in that conversation, you think you can win every single game because he thinks he can win every single game. That's that. That's the Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, every time they're on the field, I don't care how much we're down, I think we're going to win that confidence. And so for me, it's hard for me to bet against that confidence. Yes, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC, are from, in my opinion, are the team to beat. Yes, the AFC North is loaded. But that confidence that you have as a quarterback, especially for him, and he's done it before, being down and winning over and over again, Super Bowl, hard for me to bet against that. Well, Sam, you're talking about the confidence that Joe Burrow has, and Key's talking about protecting Joe Burrow and making sure he's upright. And look at where Cincinnati spent its money during the offseason. New center. Ted Karras, new guard, Alex Kappa. They went out and essentially bolstered the offensive line with the addition of Lael Collins. So the entire right side of their offensive line is supposedly going to be upgraded and different this year. And the Bengals offense last year that was explosive right now should be even better with Collins at right tackle, Kappa at right guard, Ted Karras at center. And they got a former first-round pick, Jonah Williams, at left tackle. So this offensive line should be much sturdier, more talented, which should give Burrow more time, which should allow the rest of that offense to thrive on paper. Shefty, we talked earlier about these hold-ins around the NFL. Safety Jesse Bates is holding out for the Bengals as he has not yet yeah. signed his franchise tag tender. What's the status on his availability? Are we going to see him back on the field anytime soon? Well, Field, he has a franchise number this year of $12.9 million. And you mentioned he has not signed that tag yet, so he is not obligated to be with the Bengals in that camp until he signs that tag. But let's just do the basic math on this. If my math is accurate, Jesse Bates is scheduled to make almost $759,000 per game. Do you think that he's going to be willing to bypass a $759,000 check for missing a game? My guess would be no. So I would think we're going to see Jesse Bates here in the next week or two, whenever it is. So allow me to say I expect Jesse Bates to report to camp next week, the week after, before the regular season opener, in time to make sure he's on the field and not miss out on any paychecks. And as the old expression goes, just follow the money. Not going to miss out on any paycheck, Shefty, but he will miss out on much, if not all, of training camp. That's what we call a veteran move right there by Jesse Bates. <laughs> hey, coming up, the quarterback competition in Carolina is heating up. Stick around to hear what Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Christian McCaffrey had to say about the situation earlier today. That's next on NFL Live. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Packers and Saints are holding joint practices this week. Michael Thomas is coming off the ankle injury that sidelined him for all of last season. He's been out there participating. Here's what his head coach, Dennis Allen, had to say. You know, when I watch Michael Thomas out at practice, I see I see Michael Thomas that I saw pre-injury. You know, I see a big, strong, physical wide receiver that makes a ton of contested catches. And I, look, I mean, I saw it. I saw it in these practices. So, what's it going to take? I, I don't know. I I, I kind of see a guy that looks uh, looks pretty good. Key, your thoughts on this? You have been on Michael Thomas a little bit yourself, don't you? Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I, I, you know, out of sight, out of mind for a year. Even a year in 2020 when he was hurt, he tried to play. He wound up catching 40 balls in and out of the lineup. Last year, he did not play. And I think people forget the type of years that he had since coming into the league from Ohio State. I mean, the guys averaged 1,000 yards a season prior to being hurt. Now, I'm obviously closer to the situation than most, but I can tell you, I don't talk to him every single day, but we text a lot. And in those text messages, some of the things that he's saying to me, his mind is ready to go. Having spent a lot of time with him this offseason in L.A., I can tell you, Phil, that Adam and Sam, he's ready. Just You know how it is, Sam, when you see somebody walking around? Yep. You're like, yeah. You can just look yeah. at him and tell yeah. he's ready to go. You know, Key, I know you're playing a bunch of fantasy football leagues. I'm sure you'll be drafting Michael Thomas in all of them, maybe even oh, in the yeah. first round. You know, key big fantasy I'm gonna pull a guy. I'm gonna pull a dicker. I'm trading everybody for Thomas. There you go. I love it right there. <laughs> All right. So the Saints don't have a quarterback competition this year, as of course it's going to be Jameis Winston. But we do have one going on in Carolina. It's Sam Darnold and also Baker Mayfield. Remember when Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson got an Instagram earlier this offseason? It was a post suggesting or hypothesizing that Baker Mayfield could be traded to Carolina. And here's what he had to say. No. He's now since clarified those remarks. Recently, he had this to say about Baker Mayfield, who now is a Carolina Panther. Quote, he's smart. He's picked up the offense, like, rapidly. I like his energy a lot. I like that about him. I like his leadership and his confidence. End quote. All right, so, Key, a bit of an about face here from Robbie Anderson. What do you make of what he had to say? He's playing both sides, as he should. Why would you upset the quarterback that you may be playing with as the starter you already know what Sam is going to take care of you if he's a starting quarterback. So you want to make sure that you're okay on Baker Mayfield's side. I don't expect for him to say anything other than supporting Baker Mayfield and giving you what he's seeing. And players, and Adam and Sam both know this, and you do too, Phil, players understand and they can see. They can smell the way coaches are leaning week to week. They can see it. So he would be foolish to say, ah, well, I don't know. I'm waiting to see. He'd be foolish to say that. He said all the right things, smart by Robbie. So, Shefty, players may be able to smell it. You've just got sources instead. I'm not sure what your sense of smell is like, though. Where do things stand right now with this Carolina quarterback competition? Well, it sounds like Baker Mayfield has got the inside track for the job. That's what it sounds like. Now, we'll see what Matt Rule, the Panthers head coach, ultimately decides. 
but clearly they wanted Baker Mayfield all along. They were targeting him throughout the offseason, were able to get a deal done shortly before training camp began. And by all indications, Mayfield has picked up the playbook rather quickly this summer, and he has impressed. And if that continues to be the case, you would figure that he would have the edge for the starting job over Sam Darnold, but there still is some time for the Panthers to figure out who they want to start on opening day against none other than the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and what's interesting about that, Adam, and even key is that um, this is a quarterback competition that's actually working. Like, we're seeing both quarterbacks get better. We're seeing a better version of Baker Mayfield and a better version of Sam Darnold, at least from the preseason game. Some of that may be because of the competition. Some of it may be because of a new offensive coordinator and Ben McAdoo instead of Joe Brady. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, I think both quarterbacks are getting better, and I think it's going to benefit the team in the long run. Let's say there's an injury to Baker if he does get the starting spot. You'll have a better version of Sam Darnold for your season to come. And of course, Matt Corral also on the periphery of this competition, the third round pick out of Ole Miss should be a nice developmental option at the very least for Carolina. Not the only quarterback competition, of course, throughout the NFL. We've got one taking place in Seattle. However, Adam Schefter, one of the two quarterbacks involved will not be available. Give us latest on Drew Locke and another medical situation to monitor with the Seahawks. Well, Phil, Drew Locke was supposed to start tomorrow night's game on ESPN against the Chicago Bears until he tested positive for COVID-19 yesterday. And the Seahawks obviously ruled him out. He's the second quarterback in the past week, the first being Kirk Cousins to test positive for COVID. That knocks Locke out just as he's trying to make a move for the Seahawks' starting quarterback job and leaves Geno Smith in a strong position in the closing weeks of camp. There's another issue in Seattle on the offensive side of the football as well. Their rookie running back, Kenneth Walker III, has what Pete Carroll described as a little hernia. Now, I'm told it's not a sports hernia, and maybe Stefania Bell could comment further upon the difference between a little hernia and a sports hernia, but he does not have a sports hernia, but he's got a little hernia thing going on, as Pete Carroll said, and they're hoping, hoping that Kenneth Walker will be ready for the regular season opener, which is a Monday night game, also on ESPN against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. That should be a rather interesting night in Seattle. They'd love to have their rookie second-round draft pick back for it, but right now it's uncertain whether they actually will and how healthy he'll be. Well, before you watch week one, you can watch week two of the NFL preseason as we have Geno Smith and the Seahawks in the game that Shefty was referencing. They're playing the Bears tomorrow at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN. ESPN Deportes and the ESPN app. Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Dan Orlovsky have the call with the great Laura Rutledge on the field. Our coverage begins at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific with a special edition of Monday Night Countdown on a Thursday. Next on NFL Live, Aaron Rodgers is on the hunt for his second ring. But could his young receivers get in the way? Packers QB called out those young targets and find out why Keyshawn Johnson sides with the quarterback on this one. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. 
So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. SPM Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game with the season right around the corner. Get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. All right, time now for a little read and react, beginning with reigning defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt, saying he hasn't quite caught up to his older brother, J.J., yet. I want people to understand how great my brother truly was in his prime mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that it gets lost in today's, and I know he would be upset if I said this, but I think it, it truly is. It's like, you go back and you look at it, you watch the film, you, like, the guy was freaking unstoppable. I think people need to go back and look at that and be like, the guy was doing incredible things for four or five years. I think I'm too early in my career to compare myself to him at the moment, honestly. Sam, you also have a brother that played in the NFL. Which of the Watt brothers are you taking in their prime? Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to say, right? TJ is right. If I mean, right now I would take J.J. Watt because what he was doing uh, in his prime was outstanding. His second year in the NFL, he had 20 sacks. He backed that up, double-digit sacks. A year later, another 20-sack season from the inside, from the edge, tackles for loss. No one could block him. But T.J. Watt's only 27. T.J. Watt's only played five years so far. T.J. Watt may be hitting his prime right now. We tied Mm. the sack record last year. And so I tied the league lead. And so for me, I got to say, J.J., if you're asking me now, but T.J.'s right. He's not even in his prime yet. All right. So J.J. for now, T.J. perhaps in the future. The Giants are in full evaluation mode of Daniel Jones this season. And head coach Brian Dayball made it clear that Jones is still quarterback one, despite Tyrod Taylor getting a little bit of work with the ones. As we get going here in, in terms of the preseason games, um, you know, we'll talk about whatever we think is best. Uh, but, you know, I have full confidence in Daniel and, and full confidence in Tyrod and what his role is. Um, each day we'll, we sit there, we evaluate the guys, but, uh, you know, will he get a few reps here or there? He might. Key, how much confidence do you have in Daniel Jones this season? I think I'm looking for him at about game six for his giant career. I hate to be that guy to possibly be over. I think Tyrod Taylor right now is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, and I think Brian Dable knows that. He, but he wants to give Jones every opportunity to be the guy. Look, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So what does that say? That says that they're going to be moving on from him after the season, and if they don't get off to a fast start that make it look like they're going to make some noise, Daniel Jones will be sitting with me and you, Phil. And, and Keith, Todd McShay had his top 50 players for the 2023 draft out today on ESPN.com. A lot of quarterbacks. Let's go to Green Bay as the Packers look to replace Devontae Adams. And Aaron Rodgers has made it clear that those young wideouts especially have to step up on a daily basis. Young guys, you know, they got to – Especially young receivers, we got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of uh, you know bad route decisions, run the wrong route. We got to get better in that area. You keep dropping the ball, you're not going to be out there. So it's going to be the most reliable guys that are out there. 
you know, if you're going out there and dropping the ball and, and somebody else behind you is in the right spot all the time and catching the ball, that guy's going to play. Jeffy, what do you make of Rodgers calling out his wide receivers? I think that there was a question about the Packers' wide receivers with the moves they made this offseason, trading away Devontae Adams, losing Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And now there are still questions about the Packers' wide receivers. And when you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about like that, you can't help but wonder if they have enough firepower on the outside to get things done. They're going to have to win this year with defense, with running the football, with short passes, with a different type of attack. And some special teams as well with the addition of Rich Passaccio. Sam, are you concerned at all about the depth of wide receiver in Green Bay, though? Uh, I'm not concerned, mainly because I think these guys will listen to Aaron Rodgers' call and step up to the plate. You have Alan Lazard, which Aaron Rodgers has said he believes a true number one. Sammy Watkins said he had his best practice. Uh, But for me, it's Christian Watson, who's now healthy, off the pup list. And then it's either Romeo Dobbs or Amari Rodgers. Specifically, I think Dobbs. He's been having an outstanding camp. Minus the drops. And so if you can correct those drops, which could be a big if, you correct those drops that we saw in the preseason game, you correct those drops that we that he talked about, Aaron Rodgers talked about in the practices, then all of a sudden you have a viable option. But I'm not concerned. I think Green Bay has been fine, even without some of their star receivers, because Aaron Rodgers is just that special. And Matt LaFleur will be able to incorporate the running game more, even running backs in the passing game as well for this offense. Yeah, Professor, Professor Rodgers is 100% correct. You've got to catch the football. That's what you paid to do. You can't be out there dropping the ball. You can't be running bad routes. Somebody will get hurt. Somebody's career will end if you do something wrong. And when you are young, you have to listen to Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers, as far as I'm concerned. This is his toughest season as a quarterback because he now has to play quarterback. He has to play coach. He has to be sensitive to their feelings. All of those sort of things. And look, those young guys, when you talk about Lazar and you talk about uh, Dobbs, and you talk about Kristen Watson, all of those guys are better right now than Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb and whoever else it is. And Aaron Rodgers knows that. So he's kind of sending a subliminal message through the media saying, hey guys, I got to get you guys to step up. If you want to play and you want me to get you where you want to be in your career, you've got to listen and you've got to do the little things and the details and they'll be fine. I'm not worried about Romeo Dobbs at all. I'm not worried about him because when Aaron Rodgers is delivering those footballs, they're not behind you. You're not twisting and turning. They're not at your kneecaps. They're not at your toes. They're easy, soft catches that feel like handoffs. You can tuck and go. This is why Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams because when you play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, things are a lot easier for you. It will be really interesting to watch this Packers wide receiver group come together. It would be nice to see Christian Watson get more acclimated after spending some time on the PUP list. Hey, coming up on NFL Live, Najee Harris went on RC's pod, The Pivot, and says he hopes defenses load the box against the Steelers this year. I don't know if Sam thinks they will or won't have to. That's next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. NFL Live is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. So it's been mostly Mitch Trubisky leading the way in the Steelers quarterback competition, but rookie first-rounder Kenny Pickett took his first reps in a two-minute drill with the starters on Monday afternoon, which begs the question, what does it mean? So we asked Shefty, what are you hearing about the Pittsburgh Steelers competition as we get closer to the regular season? Well, Field, I think we've got a situation here where essentially Kenny Pickett has begun to take some reps with the first-team offense in the two-minute drill. And that's a sign, if nothing else, that he's closing the gap on Mitchell Trubisky, who has been and continues to be the favorite to open the season as the Pittsburgh Steelers' starting quarterback. But Pickett was very impressive in the Pittsburgh Steelers' preseason debut this past week, and he completed 13 of 15 passes. Obviously, the coaches took notice. The city loves him, and he's getting more run now with that starting offense. You know at some point in time, they're going to turn to him, but Mitchell Trubisky is going to hope to hold him off as long as he possibly can. Key, what do you make of Kenny Pickett getting some run with the ones during this two-minute drill? It's training camp. Everybody gets you, – you mix it up. You, you want your quarterback and you want players to get into the two-minute flow. That's just the reality of it. You, you, we talked about the Giants earlier, right, and we looked at what Tyrod Taylor getting run with the ones. Hell, when I played – I got runs with the threes. You think I was ever going to be on the third team? No, but that's just what coaches do. Now, at some point in time, Kenny Pickett has the opportunity to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, his statistical numbers were okay. They were impressive if you look at the stat sheet, but let's face it, those are dinks and dunks. He got the two touchdowns, but overall, Mitch Trubisky is his job to lose, and at some point in time, Kenny Pickett will be the guy that takes it from him. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I actually agree with you on pretty much all of your points. Uh, going, getting reps with the ones is sure, it's great. But even more importantly, like when you're watching the preseason games, if Kenny Pickett's going against the twos, he's probably playing against twos as well. And so you want to get these reps against the ones to see how Kenny Pickett looks against the ones. We've seen Mitch Trubisky against the ones. Now let's see Kenny Pickett against the ones. There may be a major difference when you go against starters versus second or third string players. There what? is going to be a major difference. That's why they want to see it, because they just want to – you have to evaluate it that way, and you know this field, to really get a look at yeah. what you have. If he continues to stay with the twos and threes, they'll never know what he looks like with the ones. They'll never know. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's nothing. But it caught my attention, that's all. Monday afternoon got a little bit spicier when we saw that Kenny Pickett was getting some work with the ones. It's a quarterback competition for now. One guy who has no competition for his job in Pittsburgh – is running back Najee Harris, who recently went on our guy RC's The Pivot Podcast. Take a listen. Yeah, that's the best thing you ask for, man. I hope they load the box, man. They load the box to create opportunities from Deontay Chase, George, you know, Austin, Gunner, anybody, you know what I mean? If I could be a threat to the defensive coordinator, man, that's, 
that's the best blessing a running back could, could, could do. Right. I want to become a, a threat for defensive coordinators where they can stack the box up mm. and, you know, we can create opportunities one-on-one on the edge. Key, what do you make of what Najee had to say there? He's absolutely 100% correct. When you load the box, the opportunities open up. And then eventually, whichever quarterback is there will have those opportunities. And now the defense has to back up. And that's when Najee Harris goes to work. I think when you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers' philosophy, their style, what they're all about, we all know it's about defense. It's about running the football. And then it's about the quarterback making the right throws and the decisions. It's not about airing it out 50 times a game. It's about pounding. It's about three yards in a cloud of dust. Every now and then you can rip a 20-yarder. But that's what Pittsburgh is all about. And I'm looking forward to Najee Harris possibly turning in this thing into a little mini bus. Yeah, but I will say is this key. I don't think that uh, teams would load the box because of Najee Harris. I think they might load the box so they don't believe in the receivers on the outside. Now, maybe George Pickens has done enough in his preseason to prove otherwise because he looked really, really good in the first preseason game. Uh, but until then, I don't like teams aren't saying Najee Harris got to load the box. They're saying, man, they don't have any weapons on the outside. That's how defenses think. They have no weapons, so let's put more guys in the box. Now, George Pickens looked like that weapon. He looked like it in college. He looked like it, looked like it in training camp. He looked like it in the preseason game. Big, strong, tall, fast. Now, if he proves to be an extreme weapon like we saw, it could be a, a little bit of a problem if people are loading the box against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Key, you know a good wide receiver when you see one. What do you make of the Steelers' wideouts? It seems like every year they already have a star, and then they pull another <laughs> one like a rabbit out of a hat. I, I think when you look at uh, the preseason, you really can't judge on the preseason, right? And You can't judge in the first year. I think Claypool takes another step. And then if it is anything what we've seen so far in the first preseason game, then they'll have some receivers that they can lean on. Their receive, it's all about run after catch, and it's all about blocking in the running game. Yes, they're going to load the box, but the opportunities will be there one-on-one -on -one situations, and those guys got to take advantage of it. If they do that, then everything loosens up, and they can become stars, much like Heinz Ward, much like Santonio Holmes, Plexico Bears, some of the great ones that they had in the past. Hey, Key, when you look at this week, uh, right now, the talk of the Pittsburgh Steelers training camp has been the rookie wide receiver, George Pickens, who they drafted early on in the second round from Georgia. He's been lighting it up. Deontay Johnson called him a freak. But keep this in mind. I, as much as everybody's talking about George Pickens, Calvin Austin, another rookie wide receiver in the fourth round, also has been very impressive. So it's not just one wide receiver who has shined at training camp. It's two even though Pickens so far has gotten most of the attention. They've always, right, Adam, they've always had a plethora of wide receivers that come out of nowhere. A.B. was a special teams guy, and all of a sudden, bam. You look at Juju yep. Smith-Schuster, and early on in his career, Pittsburgh, it was bam, Claypool, bam. I mean, that's just what they've always been able to do, and I don't see it a change any different at all. They know what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. Sam, let me ask you this. As far as the quarterback is concerned, how much of this wide receiver group alleviate some of the pressure off of, we think, Mitch Trubisky being their week one starter? Uh, I think it does. I think it definitely alleviates some of the pressure, right? And I love the Calvin Austin note. He was outstanding out of Memphis. But the more weapons you have at receiver, yeah. the less pressure you have at quarterback. The more weapons you have at running back, the less pressure you have at quarterback. And so for me, uh, Pittsburgh is doing a great job. Key made a great point. 
putting Bye. all the pieces in place. We got to go. Don't pull the hurt. Remember, we can blow right through Bye. it. Sam Macho, NFL Live returns tomorrow.